Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing very great. Good. What kind of wildlife have you come across lately? So many starlings. They're little black birds with a really bright yellow beak, and they've just been congregating in trees and so chatty, so loud. They've got a lot of noise to make. Yeah, which most of the time, usually when I see them in our area, they're in yards or fields or grass or something eating. I rarely see the congregations in the trees unless it's nighttime, you know, dusk and they're going back for the night. So the last couple of times I've seen them in the middle of the day. Nice. How about you? I was thinking back to when we were at the riparian preserve in the middle of the desert. Sometimes you'll find nature where you or types of nature where you don't expect. So while they're kind of in the east, Phoenix Valley came across pelicans. Yeah. Several, probably more than a dozen white pelicans. It's always just a good reminder of whenever it's during migration season and stuff like that, you may Mm -hmm. get some birds that aren't, you wouldn't associate with the area you're in or what you're looking for. Yeah. Always fun to keep eyes out and ears out and listening because that's how I found them first is like, what? It's making that sound. And then. Track them down and, oh, there they are, giant white pelicans. <laughs> and they are huge. So that's big part of why we're doing this is just to help you know where to look for wildlife, mm-hmm. what you might see, how to recognize it. If you come across something that you see and you don't know what it is, you know, shoot us a message with details of it and we'll see if we can help you figure out what it is as well. We're happy to help. Yep. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to talk about the American kestrel. Tell us about the American kestrel. The American kestrel is a smaller raptor. It's about the size and shape of a morning dove. So it's nine to 12 inches in length. And they're not, they're not big. Um, They weigh about three to six ounces, but they have a bigger head than a morning dove. And when they fly, they look pale from underneath and a brownish red from above. Excuse me. The males have gray-blue wings, while the females' wings are kind of a reddish-brown. And both sexes have black markings on their face, sometimes called a mustache or a sideburn. Yeah, they go up and down right around the the beak and the Mm -hmm. eyes. That's Mm -hmm. how you can kind of tell them apart. And when you get close to it. You can tell they're just a miniature raptor. Yeah. The places to look for these is uh, you'll see them perched a lot of times on power lines or telephone wires along the roads, uh, especially when there's open country with short vegetation. So like grasses or fields or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Once you start getting out where it's a little more rural, you'll see them. And a lot of times you'll mistake them for doves or you could of like, oh, there it is. But it's. As you look closer, like that's not quite the right shape of a dove. Mm-hmm. They vary from desert areas to grasslands to alpine meadows. They just need open spaces with a few trees. If it's forested or it's too dense, that's not a likely spot to to have them. And once you see them and you recognize them, sometimes you'll, the sun will hit them just right, and you'll see that reddish brown color, and you're like, "Oh, that's a kestrel." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun. We we saw several on our trip recently. Yep. 
and they kind of have their territory. And so you'll see one and then you'll go half a mile or a mile down the road. And then there's another one yeah. have to show up every now and then. Yeah. One of the ones that we saw was at the top of a tree and we were driving through a preserve and I pulled up my binoculars. I'm like, what is that? Because its head was turned. And so I couldn't see the profile. And then once its head turned off, oh, it's a kestrel. I would have thought that it was something else because of how small it was. But once you see that face, it's a telltale sign. Yeah. So where, what do they do for nesting? So they nest in existing spaces, um, cavities like old woodpecker holes, natural tree hollows, rock crevices, and then nooks and buildings and other human built structures. And the males are the ones that look for the nesting spots. And when he's found a suitable option, he will then show them to the female who makes the final choice. And typically, the nesting sites are in trees along wood edges or in the middle of open ground. And then American kestrels also really like nesting boxes. Um, They do not use nesting materials. If there is loose material on the floor, the female will hollow out a small depression or spot there to lay the eggs. Yeah. So if you're interested in... You're in an environment like that, interested in having kestrels. Uh, there's lots of resources online where you can look up how to build a suitable nesting box, and chances are good they may use it. It's so cool. They're really fun to watch fly. They're very graceful. Downside of them being small is they're so light enough the wind will actually can blow them around a little bit. When they're flying, they're very smooth gliders and flapping their wings. When they're perched, they'll often pump their tail or move their body. As if they're trying to balance, especially if there's a wind, you'll see them have more movement. So usually with the nests, um, they'll have one to two broods, which is, will be a clutch size of four to five eggs. The eggs are incubated for about a month, and then the birds are nestlings for about a month. So within two or three months, they've fledged and they're off flying and having their own territory. It's pretty fast. What kind of things are they looking for to eat? Um, they mostly eat insects and other invertebrates. Um, sometimes they'll go after small birds and rodents, grasshoppers, cicadas, beetles, dragonflies, scorpions, spiders, butterflies, moths, voles, shrews, bats, and small songbirds. Um, they might eat small snakes, lizards, and frogs, and they normally hunt during the day. Pretty dormant at night. We spent a few days in New Mexico and saw quite a few in the stretch around Socorro and Bosque del Apache. It was really fun to see the variety there and just how many. And then once, like Blaine said, once you see one on a power line or on the top of a perched in a tree, it's so much easier to start recognizing them. And there was I was surprised at how many there were in that area. Yeah. So a few fun facts about kestrels. They're the smallest in the falcon family in North America. They can see UV light. That's usually found among many of the diurnal hunting birds, but it helps them track down their prey as they hover in the air. Um, They can usually see the urine trails of the animals, and that helps them see where the animals are going and where they're hiding. Um, They'll sometimes hunt as families. And the chicks eat a ton. Sometimes, as nestlings, they'll be eating two to three mice or voles a day. Wow. 
which when you consider their size, that's two to three times their size at that stage in life. Um, and the female has to stay with them during that time because they can't regulate their body temperature or have protection from predators until they kind of get that worked out. And kestrels are actually a popular species for those that are doing falconry. They're uh, especially used with those that are beginner. They're one of the few that they're allowed that beginners are allowed to have. The vole population helps determine how many uh, kestrels you'll end up having. Oh, the more voles in the area, then they'll end up having larger clutches, and so they can predict. So if you see, oh, it's a season where there's lots and lots of voles, chances are you're going to end up with a few more kestrels because they're great at, at eating them. And kestrels also will stash their food or cache their food some. So to keep it from being stolen, they'll hide their extra kills, which I'm sure comes in handy when they're trying to fill the nest, feed the nestlings that are so ravenous. They'll hide it in tree roots or in clumps of grass or in other tree cavities. Um, generally, they will hunt from a perch. So they'll just sit on the perch and wait for something to come, and then they'll go down to get it. Occasionally, they may hover above it if they're trying to like pinpoint it and zero in on the target. So there's some fun things about kestrels. They're fun to watch. I'd say keep your eyes out. Yeah. They're fun to, to come across. It's always a pleasant surprise when you're like, oh, it's another morning dove. Then, oh, no, wait, that was a kestrel. It's exciting. And we stopped along one of the roads that we were traveling on and pulled over so we could look at and just kind of observe and as soon as Blaine pulled out his camera it wasn't the kestrel wasn't quite sure they liked the fact that we were paying that much attention to it and so watching it glide to a different spot it didn't go very far away but it was still close enough that we could see and it was fun watching it be aware of us and fly and they're as Blaine said, they're really graceful. They're just, they're a pretty bird and they're fun to watch. So when you see one, let us know. You can always follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. To make sure you don't miss a future episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. If you really liked it and are willing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. You can find the show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. So until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily and see what is around you. Thanks. Bye.